Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today. We are back with Miss Joyce Rogers for part two of our interview, and we are joined by her good friend and ministry partner, Miss Bina Sorrell. Can you tell us how you both um, know each other so well from working in ministry together? A little bit of background, maybe. Well, um, we were members of Bellevue, and um, my husband had been chairman of the deacons and on deacons and had been on so many committees and everything and we had gotten to know the pastor and Joyce and they were really good friends and we would go out to eat with them a lot and things and the time came in my husband's life when he felt like the Lord was calling him into the ministry and so he did do just that and we had no idea then that the Lord would open up a place for him to serve at Bellevue and he did and so uh, Joyce was uh, my pastor's wife and Dr. Rogers became uh, my pastor, our pastor and we had loved them before as friends and then we had another new relationship with them as pastor and wife, and, and it, it was a wonderful relationship. That's so glad that you are here together today. We're going to get to know Miss Buna a little bit today, and so I was going to ask her some of the same type of rapid-fire Mal's Minute questions that I asked Miss Joyce last week. All right, are you ready, Miss Buna? I'm ready. Okay. What is your favorite restaurant? Ruth Chris, <clears throat> but I only get to go there on very special occasions, like an anniversary or birthday. <laughs> yes, that is a good place. When you go out, same question I asked Miss Joyce, if you're able to go out, do you wear a mask or not wear a mask? Uh, I generally don't wear a mask. But I've been to a lot of doctor's offices where I had to wear a mask to come in. All right. Now, what is your favorite sports team? The University of Tennessee Vols. I <clears throat> went to the University of Tennessee and fell in love with the Vols, and I still have orange blood. I've never gotten over it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you prefer to go to the beach or the mountains? The beach, for sure. I love the mountains, but the beach is my favorite. I think that's mine, too. <laughs> All right. What about when you have a candle or a scent in your home? Would you prefer it to be a floral smell or a food smell? Floral smell. All right. How long have you been married? We have just this past March celebrated our 60th wedding anniversary wow. and this is the bad news about that it was <laughs> during the the pandemic and we could not go out or do anything special so i'm still waiting for that to come <laughs> <laughs> did you get any special presents i did i got some beautiful jewelry and um you just had to wear it around the house then 
I did. In fact, one morning I put them, put them, they were beautiful diamond earrings, and I said, one morning I put them on with my pajamas and just wore them around the house. <laughs> no matter what I had on around the house, I would put them on. <laughs> well, you got to celebrate them, for sure, Amen. even if you're at home. Okay, what is one makeup item that you cannot go without when you leave the house? Eye makeup. <laughs> Mascara, eyeliner, which one? Well... Mascara, if I have to choose between the two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how many kids and grandkids do you have? Well, I have an only child. I have a daughter. Her name is Leanne, and she is God's precious gift to us. Then our Leanne gave to us two wonderful grandsons, uh, Joshua and Joseph, and oh my goodness, what a joy they have been. And now Joshua and his wife, Mallory, uh, <laughs> have given us two little boys, and that is Jake and James. And oh my goodness, the great-grandsons may be the most fun of all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mallory, hmm, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> okay, so the last question is an easy one then. Who is your favorite granddaughter? Mallory, <laughs> my granddaughter in love. <laughs> so the connection there, I just wanted to connect um, the listeners. Miss Buna and Mr. Bob Sorrell, who were on staff with Mr. and Mrs. Um, Adrian Rogers, they are, I claim them as my grandparents, but <laughs> um, my husband, Josh, it, it's his grandparents. So if I refer to her as grandmother on accident <laughs> while we're interviewing, that is why. So I just wanted to connect that for, for you all out there. Okay, so let's get started with some fun questions. I'm excited. Today we are going to be talking about priorities. And I think so many times as young moms, we have trouble learning how to balance all the spinning plates, you know, of having a husband, having um, children, having potentially a job, having a home to take care of, so many, so many things, um, and schedules and all those things. And so I know that you out there are agreeing with me right now that we have to figure that out. And we probably could use all the help we can get. So today, I want to talk to Miss Joyce and Miss Buna about their wisdom on this. Miss Joyce, I read a quote in your book that kind of that kind of sparked this and really impacted me. You said in Chosen to be a Minister's Wife that the secret to leading a truly fulfilling life is simply stated. It is setting proper priorities Imagine a, a large glass jar. Picture several big rocks, gravel, and sand, and water all needing to go in the jar. What should go first? Of course, the big rocks. And so, as moms, I know that sometimes we have trouble figuring out what those big rocks are um, in the beginning. And I want you to speak to us today on your um, your wisdom of how you established knowing what those big rock items were and how you and Dr. Rogers over time and you and, and Mr. Sorrell over time figured out how to 
communicate those big rocks and your schedules and those things. Can you all share with us some of those well, things? Well, early in our marriage, we were busy balancing schedule and having four young children. And we didn't have regular big rock meetings. <laughs> <laughs> and it caused problems. And so at some point, I don't, I can't remember exactly when it was, but we decided that we would have regular times where we would get together and decide how we could balance the schedule. And so uh, we began to keep a calendar. We made a priorities list, priority list. And uh, I guess I was the one that became responsible for family dates ball games, recitals, graduations, school programs, and so forth, date nights, family nights. And so uh, I, would, I would come with my list of priorities. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, see, before, we didn't do that. And so it would get, I got very upset when, when, uh, when some priority of the family came and and Adrian hadn't done anything about it. He was going off preaching somewhere. But um, I figured that that was my responsibility to do that. And we, and we figured out, you know, a time to, to get all those things in order. And then I listed my priorities. First of all, relationship with the Lord, my husband, my children, homemaking, care of myself, other family, church, friends, hobbies, and other things. And so uh, it takes a while to get all that figured out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do not feel like I have it all figured out, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't either. I know with you, Miss Buna, you have a little bit different of a perspective in a sense that where Dr. Rogers was probably busy early on, like going off and and preaching at different churches and different places, and so him and Miss Joyce had to figure out how to balance that schedule you were an executive's wife, a business, a businessman's wife, until later on. Um, That's right. And so I'm sure a lot of the listeners are in that same place as well, where their husbands are trying to, you know, climb up the career ladder. And so did you have any wisdom how you um, also would manage family and business and all those things? Well, let me say this first. I remember our going to a conference one time put on by Campus Crusade for Christ. And uh, I remember that, um, and this was for businessmen, executives. And so one of the leaders said he in his personal life uh, had been climbing the ladder, you know, and had reached uh, you know, pretty much near the top of the ladder. And then as time went by, he realized that his ladder was leaning against the wrong wall. And that was something my husband, when he heard that, he thought, I don't want that ever to be my testimony. From then on, he tried and we tried uh, as a secular family at that time to really be sure that the Lord was the top priority in our life. And then our next priority, my next priority, was him, and his priority was me. Uh, And Leanne was our next priority. You know, I think so many women make the terrible mistake of putting their children before their husband Mm -hmm. and making the child the first priority. And uh, that is 
no matter how much you love the children and how demanding that is to take care of the child, the husband still needs to be first. But as um, an executive's wife, uh, he was real busy, and there were a lot of things uh, that he was involved with, and a lot of times it involved things at night and whatever. But I I tried from the very beginning to make my husband's responsibilities, uh, his priorities in the business world, my priorities. And there was nothing that came before that except our priority with the Lord and Leanne. Leanne was always uh, very important. Anything she was involved in, we were going to be there. And even later in life with grandchildren, I don't think we ever missed a ball game or anything that our grandchildren were involved in. The Lord being the top priority, and then my husband being the second. And uh, I wasn't as busy as Joyce. She had four children. I had an only child. If I remember, Dr. Rogers said this one time with a pool fit, and it was, <laughs> it was, it was really true. He said, uh, Bune and Bob don't know a thing about raising children. He <laughs> said, anybody could raise little Leanne. She was so easy, and that was true. But I had a totally compliant only child who was so easy. You could discipline her with a look. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Still, though, when that mom out there has had her first child, even if she's going to have more, that first one does kind of rock your Whoa. world, regardless. Mm-hmm. If you go from having no kids to having one mm-hmm. kid, that's still a lot. Mm-hmm. But four is something, not even a level <laughs> that I understand yet. But uh, thank you for speaking to that. I uh, am so encouraged by that. You know, I think two things that I take away from that. One is just how organized. I know you didn't have it all perfect from day one, Miss Joyce, but what you said about coming to the table, in a sense, with your dates, you know, with the with the family dates, that you felt like that was your responsibility to have those important ball games and graduations and, and the start of school and meeting the teacher and, and date nights and all those things, that that really challenges me. The other thing that I think really spoke to me is how you said, no matter what, from Miss Joyce's priority list, y'all really had the same order, you know, the relationship with the Lord and then your husband and then your children. And um, I do know that, you know, there are so many times with young kids, my, myself, me and my husband, you know, and so many moms out there that it's easy to let you know, you're just so tired sometimes. You just, <laughs> if they're asleep, you're like, let's go to bed, you know. Um, or it's hard to, like, plan date nights until, as of late, we've moved closer to family. Um, we haven't had any family help. And so it was hard. It was expensive to pay for a babysitter and to go out on a date. You know, we paid as much to the babysitter as we did for our dinner, you know. And so I, I think that that is just really encouraging and challenging to hear because I think that a lot of our listeners and and myself as well, that we a lot of times do let life with children 
kind of control our marriage in a lot of ways. And so, um, you know, let that be a testament to you out there. Um, it is to me that that should be a challenge. Plan a date night, surprise your husband this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other thing I wanted to touch on, Miss Joyce, with your list of priorities is you talked about you had relationship with the Lord, number one, husband, number two, children, number three, homemaking, number four, and then you had the care of yourself as number five. And I'll be honest with you, when I read this list, I was I was convicted by that because, I, you know, I know that probably what you meant, and I'll let you speak to it, is that you know that you have to care for yourself both spiritually and physically. You can't give from an empty cup. You know, a lot of times I feel like the last person that we take care of as moms is ourself because we're constantly giving to our children and our husbands and everything. Is that what you meant by that? Yeah. And so um, (laughs) I think this is pretty funny, but I read this in your book and I was telling Josh about your list of priorities. And I said, that's so interesting. And I told him about number five, care of myself. And um, he said, yeah, so I think it's time for you to go get a haircut. <laughs> and so I said, well, then, okay. So I made a hair appointment the next day. And so um, I was already overdue for one pre-pandemic. So I decided that I better go ahead and do that, especially since my husband had noticed and suggested it. Um, but that's just um, something for you moms out there. You know, don't feel guilty, right? Miss Choice, is that what you would say to them? Like, would you encourage them to do something for themselves? I would. That's not the easiest thing to do, but <laughs> no, ma'am, it's not. I I know that to work at it. Four kids, you probably had to work at that a lot. Miss Joyce, you said that one time that you encountered a young wife who was overwhelmed and just was on the verge of a breakdown. I'm sure you've probably counseled many women that um, have been struggling just figuring out being a new wife and being a new mom, and you asked her. The question, what are you trying to prove? And you basically counseled her through that. Can you tell us a little bit about that situation? Well, and that's been a long time ago, but I, I do remember that situation. Uh, and it's like, and I ask her, what are you trying to prove? <laughs> uh, we need to, to slow down. We can't do everything and we need to establish our priorities, how we can be the, the best wife, the best mom, and most intentional by cutting other things out. And uh, <laughs> it's not easy. No, and it'd be no. good to, to make a list and, and uh, to, think, to think about that. Um, so uh, is that what you encouraged her to do? Make kind of a list of her priorities like you had done? Right. And, and that she didn't she didn't need to be doing all the things she was doing. She was trying to do everything. So if you try uh, to do too many things, you won't do anything well. Right. Right. That's right. right. And, you know, as a as a pastor's wife or as a as a wife of somebody in in a ministry on a church staff, um, uh, it's hard to say no. Right. You're expected to do everything, but you have to just learn uh, to say no graciously. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Sometimes you have to say no. Miss Pina, I know that you taught 
young women's classes uh, through the years. And so I'm sure that you encountered and counseled women as well that were in the same boat. They felt overwhelmed. Um, Can you share with us any stories that you can think of? I really can. One story I will never forget. Uh, I had taught this young lady in college and career. Okay, so now she is out of college and she's gotten married and she's had this first baby. And she had post-pregnancy melancholy and everything else. And one day my doorbell rang and I went to the door and there was her husband with her and baby and he just delivered her to our house. And he (laughs) said, can you help me and help her? He said, she's just crying all the time. She's just overwhelmed and she's doubting her salvation. Mm -hmm. And this, this, girl was just so precious in the Lord. She was so saved, you know. And she came in. She probably stayed three weeks. Mm-hmm. And we counseled her, and we worked with her, and we let her rest, and we take took care of that little fella at Baby Ben, uh, as, as I would like to uh, call him. Um, and, you know, it was serious enough Her depression was serious enough. We had to get her help Mm -hmm. and professional help. But anyway, you know, it's been a long time ago, and other babies have come and gone, and that first little baby has grown up and everything. But that little mother and that husband have never forgotten (laughs) and have never failed to express their gratitude for that time that she just came in. I know that the impacts that both of you have probably had on so many women is just a huge testament to your relationship with the Lord and that you take the Titus 2 verse about mentoring other women so seriously, and and I want to thank you all for that. Okay, so we've been talking about how mentoring um, other young women as they walk through trying to figure out their priorities and the most important things. And and you all said that that would be your relationship with the Lord first, your husband second, and your children third. And I think you would have no arguments with that from anyone. But adding to that, I think that um, a lot of moms find themselves in the place where their husbands are trying to climb the career ladder or um, they are out on speaking engagements if they're a pastor or, you know, their own business meetings and all sorts of different things. And, And I think that that is probably a place where a lot of women find themselves. And a lot of times I can attest to this, life at home with young kids is lonely. And I have found many times that, you know, my husband would come home and I would just want to talk and talk and talk. And he was tired of talking because he'd been talking all day long. And so, you know, I found that that was because he he had been talking to adults all day and I hadn't been. And so, you know, I needed I needed to talk to an adult to be sane. <laughs> and so um, I think that so many times young moms find themselves in that exact place, even if they are working moms, but say they're home with a newborn for several months or, or whatever the case may be. How important would you say that friendships can be in motherhood? 
another adult to talk to, another adult to hold you accountable? I would say as a young mother, I was very lonely. Uh, I had been teaching school. Um, we uh, moved in a new neighborhood in a, in a new house when uh, Leanne was six weeks old, so I didn't mm -hmm. know anybody around. <clears throat> And uh, at that time, I, I hate to admit this, but it's true. We were, we were not in a church. I was very lonely. And then we started to go uh, to the neighborhood church. And I began to meet people and made some wonderful friends. And I, I don't think I've ever been lonely since then because the Lord has blessed us with so many wonderful friends uh, but, yeah, I remember what it was like to be lonely and um, stay at home every day by myself, just me and her. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's not easy. And you're ready for some adult conversation. Mm -hmm. and, and he's come home, as you have said, he comes home. You know, men only have so many words <laughs> of the day, okay? And he's already spent all his when he gets home. And I've been by myself just just with the baby. And I hadn't spent any of mine hardly. And uh, it's hard. I can, I can definitely relate to that. And I think a lot of times when you are trying to raise a family and your husband is working and, and those are your priorities— Friendships can take the back burner, but a friendship, it takes time to be built. And so that can't just come overnight. And so I totally agree with what you're saying. I really admire your friendship, Miss Joyce and Miss Buna. I've heard about you, Miss Joyce, and Dr. Rogers for a long time, just with Josh growing up underneath his teaching. And I've heard stories from, I'll call him grandmother and granddad, but Miss Buna here and um, Mr. Bob about how y'all would go eat every Sunday night together and how you took multiple trips together. And um, I just admire your friendship so much. I just would love for you to take a chance to tell some of our listeners about just the value of having each other in ministry when you would go on pastor's conferences and, and you had the other one to, to be with or walking through um, things with your kids entering into adulthood together and, and those sorts of things. Do you have any stories, both fun or serious, that you'd like to share with us today? Okay, <laughs> let, 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 me, let me say this. Uh, Dr. Rogers and Joyce were the most fun couple in the world, okay? Uh, <laughs> they were always so happy and joyful, and uh, we just had a lot of fun times together. But a funny thing I remember was um, we had gone to um, uh, Florida uh, for um, a pastor's conference, and um, uh, my husband... And Dr. Rogers uh, had to fly out that morning after the conference and go to Atlanta for a meeting. And they said, um, uh, you know, we're going to leave you girls, and somebody from the church is going to pick you up and take you to the airport. And we said, fine. So my husband said to me, if you would um, like to pack up your things, 
um, then I will take all the big things and you just keep a little bitty makeup bag or whatever you would need and lay your clothes out, you know, and everything. And in the morning, I will, you know, get up real early and take those things and, and leave and you won't have to fool with all that. And I said, great. So I did that. So the next morning, you know, I get up, I'm getting all dressed, I'm all ready to go downstairs and meet Joyce and this man from the church who was going to take us to the airport. And the last thing I was going to do before I walked out the door was put on my shoes. And when I went, I'm looking everywhere, and there are no shoes. <laughs> and my husband has packed up my shoes, and I have no shoes. And I called Joyce. I said, I don't know what in the world I'm going to do. I don't, and it was cold. It was real cold. <laughs> and that's unusual down in Jacksonville. But um, it was wintertime, and it, it had been real cold. And so I said, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she said, well, Buna, I have, a, a, you know, a number of pairs of shoes. But she said, I know you wear a real small size. And she said, what size do you wear? And I said, a size four. Oh, dear. And she said, oh, no. I've got a lot of shoes, but they're they're all much larger size. Better Miss Joyce's But anyway, to make the long story short is, I went to the airport in Joyce's Go Lame house shoes <laughs> with my little mink jacket on, and it was hysterical. That was a funny time. And Miss Joyce, y'all went on um, trips to the Holy Land together, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And is that where you developed your love for Europe and Switzerland and all that? When you would go on those trips, would y'all just go on a trip yourselves, like you and Dr. Well, Rogers? Well, we, when we first went on a trip, we went with somebody else and never thinking that we would ever go back and take groups. We never dreamed that, that we would lead trips. And so we, we took him. And uh, in fact, we went not only to the Holy Land, but to, but to Egypt and to Greece and to Switzerland and so forth. And that's, that's the first time we ever went to Switzerland. And so, uh, so when we went back on our own, I just we just love Switzerland so much. We thought, well, we'll we'll just tag it with Switzerland. If somebody wants to go, they can. <laughs> they don't. It's too bad. <laughs> but everybody love love doing that, and and so we, and then we went several times to Switzerland just on our own, and because um, we lo we love that so much. Yeah, and I remember one time when we were we were uh, in the Holy Land, and we were up on Mount Beatitude or something, and. And, you know, he had gotten this big fish, which was St. Peter's fish, you know, like, uh, and it, it had its eyes and everything, you know, and it's up there. We're all supposed to go by and get a piece of St. Peter's fish and whatever. And uh, anyway, a lot of us had been sick the night before, and we didn't feel like looking at those eyeballs of that fish and, and taking that bite, you know. And so um, he he was teasing me about that, too, that I wasn't eating my fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. I love hearing he all He said to me one time, you know, uh, no, no, he pulled so many jokes on me. I said to him, Pastor, I don't believe anything you tell me unless you're in the pulpit. <laughs> and then I believe everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> it's really 
so much fun to hear the stories about your friendship um, with each other, all the many trips and opportunities that you've had together, and to see a friendship that has gotten to grow with age. And it's, it's just so neat to see that and encouraging to see you still be such good friends so many years down the road. And so as we close today, I want to ask you a question. I know we've already touched on mentoring women and speaking into younger women's lives throughout your time in ministry. But for that mom that's listening today, and she is challenged by taking care of herself. Um, She's challenged by the list of priorities that we talked about. She's challenged by finding godly friendships and um, having someone else to have fellowship with beyond her children and her husband and all those things. I want you to um, share with us, each of you, what advice would you have for that mom today that's listening? I know that you're years down the road. You have Um, had children, you've had grandchildren, and you even both have great-grandchildren. And so looking back, though, to, let's say you're back at 30 years old again, (laughs) and you have some young children, what do you wish that a mom would have spoken a challenging word to you or an encouraging word to you, a seasoned mom, a nugget of wisdom that she would have given to you what would you like to share as your opportunity today with that 30-year-old mom that's listening? I've always been uh, a do-it-yourself person, okay? And um, I uh, was not um, able to do everything. And it was hard for me to let go and let somebody else do something for me until I get got where I could do it. And um, um, I think I wish that I had um, let my husband do more. Back in our day, when we had babies, uh, it it, didn't, it wasn't like it is today, where the fathers are so involved, and that's a real regret that I have. That in my day. They did th- some things to help, but nothing like it is now. Um, you know, and I was so self-sufficient. I would do everything and and didn't give Sorrell an opportunity to. Uh, and I think that's so important in his bonding with the baby that I, that I wish I had let him do done more for the baby. Okay, so, Ms. Joyce, is there one word of advice? Um that you would like to share about anything that we've talked about. You said, something I did not plan into my schedule was regular exercise and personal time for myself. This brought a lot of stress into my life, especially since I had four young children close together. It's so important to take care of yourself so that you will be able to take care of your children, that that you would feel good, that you would, would be available to your husband when he wants to have fellowship with you. And so I think that, um, that this is a very important thing that we should do. And uh, maybe it's good to make a list of things that, that we would like to do to, to um, take care of ourselves, some things to improve and so forth. 
Thank you both so much for coming on today with me, Miss Joyce and Miss Buna. Um, you truly are both Titus two women, and I really appreciate for you taking the time to mentor myself and these other women that are listening today. Miss Joyce, you said that it is imperative that we provide godly mentoring to this generation, to our generation of children and to our grandchildren and even to our great-grandchildren in one of your books. And I think that this is so true. And it doesn't happen enough. So I just really want to thank you both for pouring your wisdom into us. I loved hearing all of your stories. I loved hearing about your marriage with Dr. Rogers in, in part one of our interview and about your friendships and your challenge to take better care of yourself as a mom in this second portion. So I just want to thank you both for coming on today. And I just want to remind you listeners that if there was any of the quotes or the books or the stories that that you resonated with of Miss Joyce's that I will have the links to those books on our show notes and you can find those on faithful31moms.com. Thank you for listening. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram, at Faithful31Moms. That's faithful31moms.com.